What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly. Thanks for listening to Cyber Law and Business Report. Before you take a recess to hear the latest internet law news and commentary, you are hereby ordered to download the Webmaster Radio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Okay, maybe not ordered, but why not? You can listen live to my show and all our show hosts every day on our live stream or download past episodes with ease. So download the Webmaster Radio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in the Google Play Store. It's an open and shut case. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot button internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center, broadcasting live from um, here in Santa Monica, California, the heart of Silicon Beach. we got a great show for you, and you can get more information on the show on our blog, uh, which is at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. Um, background on our guest today, and uh, our featured guest is Cashmere Hill, who is the the privacy girl at Forbes and has a very influential blog. And we're going to be talking to her about all things internet. Um, it's always a pleasure to have her on. And um, in the second half of the sh- in the first half of the show, excuse me, um, we have two good friends um, who have a, had a sleeping with the enemy quandary yesterday. Um, our friend Joe Brickner, who uh, we rely on time to time for our soccer advice. Um, Joe's a big soccer fan um, and a big USA soccer fan, um, but his wife is from Belgium. And so he had the problem of watching a game with his Belgian wife while they held their half-American, half-Belgian child. And um, it was an interesting dilemma for him. And so he's, they're going to talk to us about the game and all the excitement about the World Cup in Belgium. Um, before we bring them on, we have some news. Um, and um, I'd like to congratulate um, Charles Feldman and the KNX team. Um, they, they won the uh, Southern California um, Journalism Award for Best Public Affairs Talk Show. And um, so they beat us out. But um, congratulations to them um, winning the award. And it was a great ceremony um, that the LA Press Club had. And they actually gave an award to Ann Curry. Um, for her lifetime achievement, as well as to Maria Shriver, but Ann Curry, you know, you know from the Today Show and um, from NBC, just gave a wonderful speech about journalism and how it's evolving today, and um, both online and offline. So it was a pleasure to see Ann, and um, congratulations to her as well. And uh, we do have some major news, uh, a couple of things to report. One is uh, I went to the movie theater on Saturday and saw a preview for an upcoming um, CBS show um, this this fall called Scorpion. And you may recall, um, for those of you who are longtime listeners, one of our first shows we had a gentleman named Walter O'Brien, whose hacker name was Scorpion. And uh, at the age of 12, he actually hacked into um, NASA. 
And uh, he recounted the, the dramatic tale of that day of coming home to his house in rural Ireland to find a, a, a squad of black SUVs and uh, who were eating people and got into the house and there were people in suits eager to talk to him. And uh, that's recounted in the preview of the show. So apparently Walter has gone prime time and we've had him on twice on the show talk about cybersecurity and other things. And um, so congratulations to Walter on this show, and we're, we're thrilled for him. And I urge everyone to watch it this fall on CBS. Um, in addition, um, there's some news on the Amazon tax front. The Supreme Court um, has decided to hear a ruling um, coming from the 11th Circuit um, regarding the Colorado Amazon tax law. And um, there was an initial victory for... Um, the people opposing the Amazon tax, they were able to get an injunction on the um, the application of the Colorado law. Um, and in fact, it was they got the injunction um, about 15 minutes after being on our show. Um, so we thought we had some magic effect early on. And um, but the uh, injunction was reversed by the 11th Circuit based on some um, law that Congress cannot um, federal. Um, Federal courts cannot enjoin state tax laws, and there's somewhat of a technical argument the Supreme Court can hear about whether this is an injunction of a tax state tax law or whether it's just an injunction of who collects under a state tax law because it really isn't a new tax law. Um, and the Amazon tax is just really defining who has to collect it, um, but it could lead to a broader challenge. Um, to the Amazon tax itself, which the Supreme Court declined to hear just last last term. So we'll be interested to see how that develops. So we're definitely following that. In addition, Governor Brown has signed legislation here in California that um, legalizes Bitcoin. Um, There was some um, ambiguity of its status under the law. So um, that's going to make things more interesting here. And um, so today is also an important day in history. Today is, um, in United States history, today is the 50th anniversary of President Johnson signing the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And if you think of where we were at that time as a nation and for the leadership President Johnson showed in getting that passed and um, where we could, we could have gone. I mean, basically we were having, we were at the 100th anniversary of the Civil War, potentially faced with another civil war, but a, a Southern president guided us through um, uh, those rocky times and um, you know, made us what we are as a nation today. Um, and we can stand proud of our, treat, our record on civil rights. And um, so it's a monumental day. Obviously, Johnson also said that it would, he knew the Democratic Party would pay a steep price. And the one solidly Democratic South soon became a solidly Republican South, um, and as Johnson predicted. He said it would be for two generations. And um, here we are two generations later, and that's more or less proven to be true. And then it's slowly starting to change, it seems. So a uh, very monumental day. Also, today is the anniversary of the fall of Saigon the, uh, and the end of the Vietnam War. The North Vietnamese were able to capture Saigon today and um, the very long war that um, for you know, the nation of Vietnam that goes back to um, the 50s with the battle against the French, and then the, you know, when the Americans got involved in the 60s and through to 1975, a very long war that was they lost millions of lives and many Americans um, lost their lives and or have been injured, and you know we still um, we see them today. You know, I actually have friends who still suffer post-traumatic stress from that war. Um, so it's a it's an important day in American history as well. Um, obviously, we have uh, we recall images of our evacuation from Saigon, the uh, the people climbing onto the helicopters from the rooftop of the American embassy, and then the American um, aircraft carrier pushing off um, helicopters from its deck so it could. Um, take off and uh it's just um it was a, a very historic day but we have a great show um we're glad you're with us and um so we're going to take a short break but when we come back we're going to have sleeping with the enemy the the tale of usa belgium from inside a house where it was usa v belgium <laughs> <laughs> both on the couch and on the field. and uh, But before we do, I just want to give a, a very hearty congratulations to the U.S. team and particularly Tim Howard and his historic effort 
Um, it's a shame that you know the record um, saves couldn't have been part of a victory, but the guys played their hearts out, and I know if they had Josie Altatori, they could have won. But um, fortunately, you know, the injury just happened um, right in the first game against Ghana. But um, so, any event, stay tuned. We're going to get a little uh, one last taste of the World Cup. And then after that, we'll be speaking with Kashmir Hill. After these messages, you're listening to Cyberlaw and Business Report on Webmaster Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cyberlaw Radio. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. business. And while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can keep up. GoDaddy Web Hosting is built from the ground up for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal to build and manage your site. And with 99.9% uptime and industry-leading load times, you never have to worry if your site is up and running. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code HOSTFM to get web hosting for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Affiliate Marketing Today, since 2004. The best source for affiliate marketing news, views, and education. Your source for getting the most out of your affiliate marketing strategies. Affiliate Marketing Today, on demand anytime, inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly. I apologize for the, the short break. We had a little bit of confusion here on our end. Um, but we're back with um, two good friends, um, Joe Brinker and his lovely wife, Isabel DeRoot. And um, they had an uh, interesting day yesterday because um, Joe is our, our soccer expert that we rely on from time to time. And um, being a huge fan... Um, he um he um he was obviously a big US fan and he um his wife happens to be Belgian and so yesterday they enjoyed the USA Belgium game together and how did that go for you two Well uh I actually took a half day off and we we had a few friends over who are also pretty big into to soccer. Uh, and we definitely discussed uh, sort of how the day might go for, uh, for quite a long time in the run-up. And uh, I was wearing a U.S. jersey. And uh, Bennett, as you know, we have an eight-and-a-half-month-old daughter. And uh, we had uh, a U.S. onesie and a Belgian onesie. And so she wore the uh, Belgian onesie. 
So uh, <laughs> was that after the game or before the game? During the game. Oh, okay. That may have been the deciding factor. Uh, I don't want to start thinking about that because then I start to get uh, into superstitions, <laughs> and I don't need to add any more superstitions to my uh, my soccer world. So, so, um, so, what about you, Isabel? What was it like? Um, you know, for example, you uh, you're in a country that probably you shockingly knows very little about Belgium, and um, and all of a sudden everyone was focusing on Belgium. What was that like? Yeah, well, I mean, at least in D.C., you know, uh, people usually have a pretty good impression of Belgium. We're associated with, like, chocolate, beer, nice restaurants. So I think we were flying on that nice rep, and I think people were a little surprised to suddenly realize that we're actually a country that has a soccer team that's serious enough that, you know, we can compete with the U.S. I love, like, I was watching CNN, and I think there was, like, a... Uh, a ticker that said something like daunting match against Belgium, which I never thought you would associate Belgium with something daunting. No, it's been fun. Um, you know, yesterday I was definitely the only one rooting for the for Belgium in the room, so <laughs> that was a little tough, but people have rallied since, and they've been really nice about saying, okay, now we're behind you guys for the rest of the game, so, so it's been good. Well, Joe, you were doubly conflicted, because I thought you said that Belgium was your dark horse candidate to win the Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a fan of the Belgian team for for quite a while now, and uh, we sort of roundly dismissed, you know, probably two years ago when I said, look, this team is going to come together in a very interesting way, and they're going to they're going to surprise a lot of people. And then, lo and behold, you know, when the World Cup Cup draw uh, was finalized, I mean, I got worried right away because. I was pretty sure we were going to finish second in our group and Belgium was going to win theirs. And, uh, and that was going to make, uh, what occurred yesterday inevitable. So, uh, so I didn't know how I would feel. Um, I didn't think it would be a win-win, but, uh, but maybe it did help me sort of get over this thing of the loss and that, um, I'm now all for Belgium the rest of the way through. So. So that, that one, um, Belgian star player, um, how, how he looks so young, and which is surprising because wasn't he in a Christmas story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been funny. Like, there's been all sorts of comparison. I think the one, the the, the best one, is to Prince Harry. But um, I mean, yes. it's a young queen. That's the good thing too. You know, I mean, we even if we don't win this time, I think we will. Um, you know, we have many other chances coming up. So, a lot of good players, definitely. Now, is it, I don't know if you saw, I mean, I don't even know if you have them in D.C. Do you have Waffle Houses in D.C.? Uh, we do. I mean, uh, not exclusively Waffle Houses, but they, they do serve waffles. I mean, we have a, oh, no, there's a, there's a chain, there's a chain <laughs> out here called Waffle House. Oh, no, no. And, I um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know we're, we're talking high cuisine, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they actually this week banned Belgian waffles. Oh, and I, I saw and, that. Yeah. And I saw that there was some, um, I guess, some, the minor league team in Frederick wasn't served for serving Belgian beer. And so what, I don't know if you noticed any of the kind of uh, kind of half-hearted anti-Belgian sentiments that kind of emerged. Um, so what, what, what was your reaction to that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it, you know, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's more uh, humorous than anything else. I don't think it'll last. Um, I mean, but in general, it's funny. I think, you know, Americans definitely have this uh, this picture blue perfect vision of Belgium. And we probably would defer. I mean, if you look at our politics, you know, it's uh, it's not always good. And soccer is definitely unifying. So in that sense, it's good. But um, in terms of boycotts, you know, I think it's, it's just good fun. But it's hard to resist good chocolate and good beer for too long. So. Well, actually, I saw one story um, that something like 65% of Americans think Belgium is a beer. Yeah. That's from the current, so that's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. Okay, uh, damn it. The Daily Current. I, I I saw it, and I keep thinking of the Hartford Current. So I, I think actually it has maybe it's 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 real. So okay, so so much for yeah. that. Um, I've now done well. Then the, again, when I say I'm from Belgium, you know, I usually get a blank stare, and like the the most knowledgeable knowledgeable are usually like, is it the province above France, or you know, 
it were this tiny country, so but it's good to you know have some more recognition now through soccer after after our good food. And what is the real surprise? Managed to be stay independent with two large neighbors of Germany and France. You mean stay independent? We were you know, created. Would, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty much created as a buffer state, basically. So we were created as this little thing to prevent all these other countries from invading each other. So you know, at that, I think that's kind of like the. Uh, why we remain like this kind of like consensus-building, harmless-looking little country. Um, this is supposed to be, you know, uh, cooling down uh, zone. And Belgium's also the center of the EU, and um, I believe is it NATO? Is NATO in Belgium as well? Yep, yep, yep. Exactly, exactly. I guess again, because uh, if you give one of those to one of the big powers, it just doesn't look good. Whereas. To give it to Belgium, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, during the game, obviously it was a tough game for Americans to watch, uh, although, you know, thank God for um, Tim Howard just blocking everything in his sight. Um, but what was it like during the last part of overtime for you when the Americans were attacking? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I, honestly, when I saw that, I was like, you know, if we score two in 15 minutes, the U.S. can definitely score two in 15 minutes, too. I really, and then when you guys scored once, I was like, okay, we might be back to ground zero. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it was definitely so exciting until the last minute. I mean, some people say it was the best match of the, of the whole um, uh, cup for the moment, but I would agree. I mean, it was the amount of chances we wasted on Tim Howard was just amazing. I think he broke a record there. And then, you know, to have it last until the very last minute, this doubt that, you know, we were going to make it. Um, I thought it was great. So, Joe, what would you say to Ann Coulter if she was on the line? <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't really give her the time of day. I think she writes to try to stay relevant. Uh, um, she's irrelevant anymore, and so she has to resort to increasingly desperate measures to draw attention to herself. So, I mean, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Ann Coulter, the conservative columnist, actually wrote that the rising popularity of soccer in the U.S., particularly with respect to the World Cup, was the sign of our moral decay and decline, And which is you know, strange. I mean, here's a, a great event of great um, national unity and, and patriotism and pride and you know you think you know, she her, she of all people would get on the bandwagon for that but you yeah. know the, I think the telling no, point I, was her, her comments at the end when the last paragraph of her column she said anyone whose grandparents um, were born here um, should hate soccer and yeah. um, that that means <laughs> anyone who's white but we only have a few minutes left guys why don't you um, what was what was it like at the final second? Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought there was still a chance they were going to score uh, the U.S. and 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 and, and draw it. Uh, and then I thought, given the way Tim Howard was playing, uh, he could really play some head games with the Belgians, and uh, and we possibly would would have uh, had an advantage in the uh, in a penalty shootout. Um, but uh, I don't know. What did you think, Isabel? Uh, when I saw they were giving only one minute of extra time, I was like, this is it. We've done it. I, yeah. I was worried that they were going to give, like, tons of extra time. And the, by then, I think the U.S. was so pumped up, they could have done it. But um, we were really lucky there. Yeah, they, they ran out of steam at the end, it seemed. So we um, only have a few seconds left. So um, next year, four years from now, your, your, your infant will, no, will not be an infant. And if there's a U.S. Belgium <laughs> match in Russia, who does who do they root for? I guess you're gonna have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> that might create problems for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much, Joe. Who do you pick um, from from here? Who's of the last, the final eight? Who do you see going to the finals? Colombia. Colombia is going to win the whole thing. And and they're going to beat who? Uh, I have to look at the bracket again, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think Colombia is going to actually take out Brazil uh, in the next round. Um, I think Belgium still got a shot against Argentina. Um, I, I think if they if they start playing the way their talent uh, would suggest, uh, they should they should they should actually have no problem with Argentina the way they're playing. 
Good. Yeah, I think it's going to be they'll definitely advance. Yeah, you know, I forget how the bracket works out, but you know, and there's also history. Um, the last time Brazil hosted the World Cup, they lost to Uruguay. So losing to yep. a fellow South American country on their home um, field, but albeit in the finals at least. But I want to thank you too um, for joining us. Um, sorry for the confusion, but I really appreciate you for being good sports and jumping in and. Uh, Look forward to seeing you guys again, and congratulations again on your baby. And uh, so, good luck to you, Isabel, in Belgium, and we'll be rooting for them, and especially the kid from um, Christmas Story. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, right. Thanks um, This was fun. Thank you. We're going to take a short break, and we come back. We'll have Cashmere Hill. Yep. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after a brief recess for our sponsors. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. It's time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. Search Cowboys will round up search engine marketing, social media, and more. Search Cowboys. On demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly, and we have Cashmere Hill. And, you know, in thinking of Cashmere Hill, I'm reminding of, of a story of a, a famous Washington faux pas. And there was a, a, a person from a, one of the smaller agencies. I don't think it even exists anymore, the Interstate Commerce Commission. And he was testifying on Capitol Hill about his budget request. And someone asked him, you know, this was in the, in the late 70s. Um, someone asked him, if you could have you know a few million more, how would you spend it? And um, he responded that well, it's kind of like saying you know, if you had a date with Elizabeth Taylor, where would you start? And the the problem was that um, 
one of the senators on the committee was um, Senator Warner, who at the time was married to Elizabeth Taylor. So it was a major faux pas. <laughs> but um, but having Kashmir Hill, um, who is just such a, a wealth of information, I think if you're really following the internet, you have to follow Kashmir Hill. It's like, where do you start? But um, So I guess if you just look at her Twitter page, you, you can tell what's on her mind today is Facebook. Is it not Kashmir? Yes, Facebook has been on my mind uh, all weekend and into this week and into the night. It's been a crazy story about their emotional manipulation study. And it's funny, you have a great tweet. Um, Sheryl Sandberg apologizes that Facebook study about upsetting some people upset some people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so for those who aren't familiar, Facebook, you know, why don't you explain that you know, Facebook basically um, did a study where they, they saw whether um, you know, using different um, and more or less you know, up- updates would affect users' mental um, state. Yeah, so so Facebook has um, a data science team. It's a bunch of data scientists and researchers who get to uh, turn all the wealth of information about human behavior from Facebook into different studies. Um, They have like basically the best best lab rats ever. Um, And so two and a half years ago in January 2012, Rather than just observing what was happening on Facebook among its users, it decided it would manipulate them a little bit to see how they reacted. So for they decided to include 700, almost 700,000 Facebook users. Um, the only uh, qualification is that they spoke English. And they removed negative content or diminished the amount of negative content in the newsfeed for some of those users, and then degree, decreased the amount of positive content in the newsfeeds of other users to basically see if it would make them happier or more depressed based on the status updates that they wrote. And what, what was the conclusion? Did it work? It did work. They found that, and this, is like, this wasn't super surprising to a lot of sociologists, that emotions are contagious. And so, you know, if you're around happy people, you tend to be happier. If you're around negative people, um, you tend to be more negative. And they saw the same thing on the social network. Um, and a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, when they first released this study, a lot of people wrote it up that way, just as, oh, wow, emotions are contagious on Facebook. But then we started digging into it a little bit more and realized that they had actually done this study experimenting on their users to figure out whether they could basically make people have a, a crappier week for science. But wait, it says in the terms and conditions that they can do that. But Does it? there's one detail. <laughs> they like, well, it, it, After the study was already in yeah. place. So a lot of us, when we were first writing about it, we turned to the data use policy and there is this tiny little clause, you know, it's thousands of words long and there's one little clause that talks about how they might use your data. And they said, you know, we might use it internally for, um, uh, for research, for like uh, product improvement. But yeah, it was this one word. It said research in the thousands of words. And so everyone was upset about that, that that wasn't enough. And then I went back and I wondered, well, I wonder if the policy we're pointing to now is the same policy that they had in place in January 2012. And I went back and realized that, in fact, they added the word research to the data policy uh, four months after they did this study. <laughs> and, and now, um, first of all, do you have a sense of how high up this was, this was approved? Or was this something that was like just under the radar and, and got through? So, so the data science team, you know, I think Facebook was a different company back in early 2012, they still had the motto, move fast and break things. And so they had this like data science team that data scientists who were on the team at the time, one of them says that they could basically do whatever they wanted as long as it didn't upset users. Um, and so it kind of seems like they had free reign to whatever their imaginations came up with. And Facebook says now it's far more rigorous, that it goes through an internal review that involves different departments, including legal. But I think back then it was kind of... Uh, scientist Wild West, and and so, but of course, um, these these cowboy scientists now have triggered what looks like could be uh, investigations in Europe and, and possibly here in the United States. Yeah, I think this is going to be difficult for them. And honestly, it's been difficult to cover because um, it's this kind of uh, academic research meeting corporate research. 
Um, and so many academics are really upset about this because it was published by a Facebook researcher and then a professor at Cornell and a grad student um, who was at Cornell at the time. And, you know, within the academic con, um, context, you have to go through a lot to be able to experiment on human beings because we used to do really, scientists used to do really creepy things to human beings. like. Right let them live with syphilis to like and not tell them so you could study what syphilis did to the human body or um, get them to believe that they're shocking someone else to death. Things that would really mess with human beings. So, um, so now you have to like usually run experiments on human beings through an ethics board um, and get it approved. But, but that doesn't exist in the corporate context. So, um, so something like this is only going to go through whatever review Facebook has in place. So a lot of people now are calling for something more rigorous or some standards for, for corporations. And yes, um, the you you know the, the Europe tends to be a little bit more protective of users than we are here in the U.S. And um, I and I, the U.K. Data Information uh, Commissioner is pushing Ireland privacy regulator, which has jurisdiction over That's right, yeah. to to do a probe. And it's interesting. I actually met the guy behind the Stanford experiment, and you know, he said, I spent "Really? So much, yeah, I, I, you know, I spent so much of my life focused on what he calls like the, the Lucifer aspect of people. He wants. He's now trying. He's actually working in public schools in Oakland, trying to study what encourages people to you know find their inner angel. And uh, so he's, he's taking a different approach. Yeah, I guess he had enough of the dark side." Um, but it looks like you know his study may have been a model for um, for Facebook. <laughs> I saw someone tweet: "Next up, Facebook will identify or will uh, um, assign some users the role of prisoner and the rest of the users <laughs> the role of wardens." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and also it's funny—not funny, but I noticed your post today about the. Um, um, the Twitter um, troll and the guy who the woman patrols that, and um, it would seem that we we already do have some of the, the people who think they're guards uh, on Facebook, unfortunately. And I don't know if Facebook has a does Facebook have a, a similar person who's really responsible for dealing with trolls? Um, Facebook, as I understand it, Facebook doesn't have like one person who's in charge of user safety. They've got their security team. Um, Joe Sullivan, uh, and I think everything falls underneath uh, their kind of like security uh, security team. So Dell's kind of Dell Harvey. Uh, well, she's she's a really interesting person, but I think she's also in a fairly unique role at Twitter. How so? Um, just uh, there's not. It's, it, and when I was looking at other companies, it doesn't seem like they all have a safety and trust um, department. It usually falls under legal or falls under security. Um, and Del Harvey is, uh, you know, her background is unusual. She's not, she's not a lawyer, yet she's making um, lots of decisions about public speech and what should and shouldn't be allowed on Twitter's platform. Um, and before she was at Twitter, she actually worked for this site called Perverted Justice, where um, the people that were part of this group would pose as kids online and basically chat with, uh, potential pedophiles and then bundle up those chats and uh, post them online to publicly shame people and then send them over to the police. And she was the law enforcement liaison that would bundle up the the evidence and send it to police. She's interesting. That, that's that's like how she learned to do her job. There, there was a, there was a play that played in Los Angeles. I don't know if it made it up to San Francisco called The Netter. And uh, the premise I didn't was. See that. It was it was capturing. Um, it was a prosecutor. It was set in the future, and the prosecutor is going after someone for going to a virtual reality pedophile site, and um, and was, where the, the the child in the virtual reality was actually played by another adult, and uh, he he was you know there was this whole tension about what to do about it. And he said, you realize that you know, my doing this in virtual reality means I'm not doing this on the street. And yeah. uh, it was just kind of this strange moral ambiguity about how do you approach this. But, yeah. um, but speaking of ambiguity, um, you've also written a lot about safety in the Internet and particularly um, the Internet of Things. And... Uh,
Hello? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. We're talking about... Um, hey, sorry. I just lost you for a second. Okay. Um, you, you had a headline um, about the half-bank approach to um, security and uh, yes. things that got a lot of people's attention. Yeah, so this is so interesting. So we want everything to be responsive and connected to the Internet now, um, or at least that's what companies are trying to sell to us. But you have so many companies that are basically entering the world of Internet security for the first time. You know, they've been making fridges or they've been making TVs, and now all of a sudden they're uh, connecting them to the Internet and they just don't have a background in making sure hackers don't get into them. Um, so there are so many vulnerabilities in lots of these devices that people are buying and putting them into, into um, their homes. And um, so I've been trying to track some of the incidents where they actually get hacked. And one of the big ones that got a lot of media attention was um, baby monitors that people had bought. It was, it's basically an IP cam, um, but it had been marketed as a baby monitor. So people bought them, put them in their homes, um, trained them on their child, and um, one of the most popular ones had it was was very very insecure, and so hack some hacker broke into at least two of these baby monitors and started yelling like obscenities to uh, you know a toddler and then a baby. And when the parents rushed in, they basically started yelling at them and saying how stupid they were to you know, use this insecure device. Um, I don't know if it's a competitor of the company or just somebody who really cares about Internet of Things security. Um, but in both cases, yeah, the parents like immediately uh, unplugged the device from the wall, which unfortunately wipes the camera's log. So we, we have no idea who this guy is. No one's been able to catch him. Oh, that's unfortunate. Now, uh, I don't know what you've been on before, and, and it's great to have you back. And I forget whether we spoke um, since you made your visit to Utah, where you actually visited the NSA's data center. And uh, what what was that like, going there and uh, unannounced? And um, <laughs> I understand that you had a uh, about an hour-long, quote, discussion. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> discussion is one word for it. So this was, um, so I get to brag about the fact that I was into the NSA before Snowden made it so popular. Um, this was early last year, and um, I was in Utah to speak to University of Utah students about um, privacy stuff and um, had read this great Wired piece about the data center there that had been built to uh, basically a huge data center to be able to con um, hold all of the information that the NSA was pulling from lots of different sources. And I knew it was still under construction, so I just drove over to go check it out. And the security on this place, speaking of security, was terrible. <laughs> like, um, I was able to drive right in, um, and we were in the parking lot, and there's this digital sign with the NSA logo and the logo of um, the ODNI. And the digital sign is flashing, look this sign works with exclamation points, which I just thought was really funny. So I took a photo and the only camera I had on me was like the worst uh, spy cam ever. It was my iPad. So I'm like just really visibly taking photos. And I got stopped by a guard there um, who said, you know, you're not supposed to be here. You're trespassing and you're not allowed to take photos of, you know, this is like federal um, protected property. And so then I ended up, and I didn't want to delete the photos. And so I ended up being interviewed, um, or interrogated by a series of NSA guards until the serious guy, the planes closed one came out and, um, they let me go after I agreed to delete one of the photos that had a license plate for one of the, um, uh, SUVs, official SUVs there. But, um, you know, at the time, we didn't really know what was in that data center. It was a, we just, we've learned so much since Snowden's leaks of all those documents. Um, but, uh, yeah, even then, they were not very happy to have somebody in there poking around. Yeah, yeah that, was, I, that was one of the first stories we saw about the center, I mean, way before Snowden. And um, do, do you, have you been, I take it you haven't been invited back. I haven't. You know, one of the things that they told me when they were trying to get me to delete all the photos I took, they said, you know, just call the NSA press office and you can have a nice official tour and you can take nice official photos. So, uh, and I didn't completely believe that. And so I, I refused to delete the photos. And then um, I was going back to Utah and I contacted the NSA press office 
uh, to have your nice tour with the nice gift shop. <laughs> and they're like, we would never do that. Who told you that would ever happen? <laughs> um, but I did. Uh, this this TV show wanted me to come on and talk about the experience. And I actually flew in a helicopter over the NSA data facility. Um, so we weren't allowed to be in the airspace right over it. And it was it was kind of silly, but they like, for the show, they made me like take they wanted this. Yeah, you wanted the show. But you know, now I'm sure you saw it. Um, EFF and Greenpeace flew their blimp over. I did, I did, yes. We, we included the, a clip in the little video we promoting the show. The, um, um, one last, we only got a few minutes left, and um, you're one of the leading people who writes on Bitcoin. And um, you actually spent time on, on Bitcoin. And um, I, what do you think of the California law um, now legalizing Bitcoin in California? Um, I, I think it's maybe unnecessary. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I haven't looked into it that much, honestly, because of all the other, um, stories. I think the big thing will be if it allows, there are lots of entrepreneurs that want to put, um, Bitcoin ATMs all over the place. And so I'm assuming that that will pave the way for more Bitcoin ATMs around here. The Bitcoin ATMs charge usually a a fee that makes me wonder why people would want to get their Bitcoins that way. There are cheaper well, ways to get them. We only have a few seconds left. Cashmere, I mean, you're one of the people I always look to to find out what's going on. Who do you look to to find out what's going on? What are some of the people you follow? Oh, man. I, I look to Twitter, really. I look to, um, you know, especially in privacy and security, I follow a lot of technologists and privacy academics, and that tends to be my, my source of information. Well, thank you. If people want to learn more about you, they, where should they go? Uh, they can. I, I think Twitter's probably the best place. I'm at Cash Hill on Twitter. So, All right. So well, we're out of time. Cashmere, thank you very much. Have a happy 4th. Welcome to the West Coast. And um, this is it for Cyber Law Business Report. Join us next week. This is Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center in Santa Monica. Have a great weekend. Have a happy 4th. Happy Canada Day and great effort, USA. Thank you. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. With an IRN USA Business News Update, and I'm Hope Duggar. Major automakers reported better-than-expected U.S. sales in June, capping a strong second-quarter comeback from a brutal winter, but some companies displayed signs of softening demand for their most popular models. General Motors bucked Wall Street's low expectations and negative publicity over a flood of safety recalls, reporting a modest rise in U.S. sales in June. Chrysler Group, Toyota Motor Corporation, and Nissan Motor Corporation also reported year-to-year increases Tuesday. They all topped analyst expectations, as did Ford Motor Company. Ford said Tuesday that U.S. industry auto sales were unchanged from a year ago, which is better than the 3% decline analysts had expected. GM delivered over 267,000 new vehicles in June, up 1% from a year earlier. In the first six months, the top U.S. automaker had issued 54 safety recalls, totaling a record 29 million vehicles. GM has linked at least 16 deaths to several of the problems leading to the recalls. With an IRN USA Business News Update, I'm Hope Duggar. Attention, teachers, nurses, social workers, government employees, police officers, and firefighters. If you're still paying on student loans, get ready for a special announcement. Your entire student loan can be forgiven. You heard correctly. Broadsword Student Advantage has free information on how you could potentially have the remaining balance on your student loan debt forgiven. Broadsword Student Advantage can help anyone with $10,000 or more in federal student loan debt potentially cut their payments in half, reduce their interest rate, or consolidate their outstanding loan. But if you 
are a teacher, nurse, government employee, police officer, firefighter, or work for a nonprofit company, you have the added benefit of potentially having your student loan forgiven. Call now for free information to find out how. Call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't waste another payment on your old student loans. Call for your free loan forgiveness information now at 800-210-6779. Or visit online at getforgiven.org. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Iron USA Radio News. I'm Hope Duggar. The accused ringleader of the deadly 2012 attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya, has been ordered to remain in U.S. custody pending trial. Prosecutors say Ahmed Abu Qatala was a commander in an extremist militia that attacked the compound and should be detained pending trial. He has said he was in Benghazi, but that he did not take part in the fight. U.S. Ambassador to Libya Chris Stevens and three other Americans were killed in the September 11, 2012 attack. Mr. Abu Qatala is charged with providing material support and resources to terrorists including himself, killing a person on a federal facility and damaging property of the U.S. by fire and explosives, resulting in death. Fierce fighting has returned to eastern Ukraine following the end of a 10-day unilateral ceasefire. Talks between the leaders of Germany, France, Russia, and Ukraine have so far failed to find a way out. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.